genre. Boom. There we go. The dark. Ah. 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 <laughs> I'm your defense oh, it's such against a the dark. Joke. Ah. I'm gonna. I'm totally gonna. Defense. I'm just gonna use this for uh, for part of my notes because I the needed a, a. Well, I needed an ends with, and oh, I know exactly good. what it is. <laughs> All right. Uh. Okay. Are you ready, Victoria? I know you said you were making money. I know. Getting that paper. Doing your po- wheelings and dealings. I mean, podcasting doesn't pay me enough, so. No. No. <laughs> Gotta go money somehow. All right. All right. Are we ready? How do you feel, John? I feel so- very good. Nice. Feel like alive. a ma- like magic. Like magic. Yeah, the magic of this movie. It was like magic. Like I'm a it letter like that's magic. yelling. <laughs> Oh, that's from like early season one. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of in near the end of this movie where Gilderoy Lockhart's like, it's just like magic. Yes, <laughs> that one's good too. That is pretty good. <coughs> I wonder if that happens in every movie. If someone's like, it was just like magic. I don't. I, I don't, think, I don't so. think so. Probably just those first two. There aren't a lot of muggles in the later movies. No, no, there aren't. It's silly. Okay. Why does, oh, this is not relevant at all to this minute, but why okay. does Gilderoy act like he, like, his memory got reset, but he still knows how to talk and stuff, so he still has basic knowledge, but he doesn't know about magic. Why? Isn't that not fundamental enough to his? It's weird that he forgets, like, he doesn't remember his own name, but, but yeah, he, he can talk. speak. It's weird. It's weird, like, the selective memory wipe. Because, okay, I could understand if he could just kind of speak and didn't know what anything was but he says it's like magic meaning he has a concept of magic he knows that there is a he knows thing what magic is called yes. magic and he knows also that magic he doesn't think it's real yeah because he says it's like magic yeah or is that's he... weird huh yeah. maybe it maybe it's something specific about the memory charm he was going to cast on harry and ron gilderoy lockhart doesn't sound right. like a, a muggle-born name so, no, it doesn't. Because if it was, then I would say, oh, he's like, remember, it's like he reverted back to being a kid. Well, his, um, his mother is a witch, and he's got two squib older sisters. Oh, that makes sense, because he's kind of squibby. Yeah. <laughs> squibby. Not that there's squibby. anything wrong with that. We got, <laughs> we got, uh, the very first minute this week, we got to see Filch's quick spell letter, which I <sighs> didn't know was in this cut of the movie. And they yeah, don't talk about it. There's no discussion. That's my favorite. Like that's my see favorite thing that doesn't make this movie. Like screw the Death Day party. I want to see the squib stuff. Yeah, I think it's it's especially important in this book because we're talking about prejudices and all these mm-hmm. other kind of directions. Like it's weird. I would love to be a squib. I. You, you can still part- do all the magic stuff, but you also get to like live in Muggle society. So it's like it's just like if you're. It's just like if you're living just like you do now, except for you also have access to like magic potions and and I items think and stuff. If being a squib were were like um like like Jacob getting dragged around in Fantastic Beasts, like he's mm-hmm. a Muggle but he's still part of the adventure, then I think it'd be fun. But I think a squib like well, the problem is wizard society is kind of boring if you're not a Gryffindor. So I still want to be like. I still wanted there to be, like, internet and movies and stuff. <laughs> so I still want muggle society, but, like, if you could be a squid who's also muggle-born somehow. 
Which isn't real, but still. I think being a mudblood would be more interesting, because then you do get both. Because um, you can do the magic. The M word uh, in front of me. That's. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's very. I know. I know. It's really. <laughs> You're right. I, I know it's not my minute, but I love that she has to explain that it means dirty blood. It's literally the word mud. Why don't you know that means dirty? <laughs> <laughs> um, he got a point. We should, we should yeah, this is start. definitely this is definitely going to come up, but uh, she doesn't know what it means in the book when it happens the first time. Ron well, yeah, defends like her, said, and Ron has to be clues. like, it's really... Yeah. They take everything away from Ron in the movies. It's sad. It is they sad. They do the same is... thing to Dobby, but Dobby's not as important a character, so it's not as sad, but still. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we should... <laughs> probably. Realties. Okay. We, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. good. everybody to harry potter in the chamber of minutes the fan podcast that's over analyzing the harry potter movies uh one howling minute at a time <laughs> that's a bad way to do it but whatever i'm gary roby i'm Tori Cope, and we have john garcia with us wrapping up the week welcome back john hi that's my name i'm john <laughs> thanks for being here yeah that's where i am <laughs> today today we're wrapping up the week we're wrapping up the week with minute number 40 actually which is um uh, you're one of our few guests that had like specifically requested minutes, and so yes. I'm excited we get to talk about this. This is a banger of a minute, and it is ridiculous. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, today, minute forty. We're talking about minute forty. Starts with Ron opening his letter. Uh, no, not really. It starts them turning it over. Yeah, uh, he kind of hesitates a minute first, uh, and it ends with the new defense against the dark. Ah. Uh, uh. uh. <laughs> Uh, we get cut mid mid line, which is a little unfortunate. I'm really sad, like in particular, that that line got cut in half. Yeah, but we'll discuss it, it more a next reveal. Week. I know, I know. Well, um, like the defense against the dark farts teacher. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a bad, that's such a bad joke. Official, yeah. Yeah, no, that absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we didn't talk about yesterday. We didn't talk about Neville saying like. Oh, his grandson to the like, howler. Yeah, yeah, I got one from my. I ignored one from my grandmother once. When, it was horrible. When did he get that? Because it could have been first year. Because Harry doesn't know what a howler is, and they're loud enough well, that he would have known. Especially if a Gryffindor got it. It could have happened. I don't know. It could have been a morning that Harry wasn't at the table, or so. I don't know. Like I imagine that. My my guess actually, because I think that like. I don't think that breakfast in the Great Hall has, like, a set time. I think it's, like, you can go down any time within this, like... Because we know that like he goes to breakfast class. early before... Well, yeah. my guess is that he... It's, it's Maybe it's a Quidditch morning. Oh. So he's on the Quidditch pitch, and he's not there when when Ron... Or when, uh, when Neville gets it, so we won't see that. Or maybe he's, like, sick or something. Yeah. Who knows? I can... I can... I... But that... What's interesting to me is that if it did happen first year, why did it happen? 
Because <laughs> Neville, uh, I don't know, he always messes stuff up. He the- almost lost his remember all. Like, there's plenty of stuff yeah. that Neville messes up. Yeah, yeah, that's Poor true. Poor kid. I know. I like Neville Longbottom. He's he's one of my favorite characters in the entire series. He he grows to be one of my favorite characters. <laughs> but yeah, uh, young Neville is. <laughs> Some of the oh my! In this franchise are extremely attractive, and Neville's actor oh. is one of them. Yeah. Oh, oh my! Which you never would we never would have known. No, from no. the first two movies. God no. And then all of a sudden, remind like... me to send you a certain gif of Neville Longbottom's act. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, not even my favorite, but he is good looking. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to deny. Well, <laughs> you're amazing. you're an Oliver Wood girl, aren't you? Was that... Were you the one that who did had come Christian up. Oliver Uh-huh. Wood? When I was younger, yes, Oliver Wood was... But uh, now, now he still looks like a little baby face. Which is not attractive. Aww. Um... For no, me, it quickly it quickly became Alan Rickman after a while. Basically, mm. all of the Quidditch players, at, at least the the original Quidditch players, like the the Chasers, Oliver Woods, all right, but like the Chasers, the Weasley twins, they're all very attractive. I, Katie Bell, and yeah, Johnson. the Weasley twins are cute. Like they they yeah. grew they grew to be very uh, handsome. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, li- I like them. Uh, you can't be Quidditch players for about? for attractive in in these movies. All of a sudden, we're talking about attractiveness. Like, I really like. Yes. I mean, we were talking about chasers. I really like Angelina Johnson and Alicia Spinnett and Katie Bell. Alicia Spinnett doesn't do anything, and that's we sad don't see to me. much of her. Actually, like Katie Bell at least gets she does much. I know, poor Katie Bell. Man, that happens in a long time from now. I though. saw a picture of what like Cho Chang, like that actress, looks like now. She's so pretty. Like, oh my goodness, very very um, pretty. Guys, yes, it's completely legal. And nobody, like, screens for it or anything to send letter bombs to your children. <laughs> it's How, essentially okay. a letter bomb. Yeah. This is, well, this is from the wiki, okay? The physical temperature of the howler rapidly increases upon delivery and will explode if left unopened for too long. Yeah. Once he ignored one from his grandmother once and it was horrible. The envelope bursts into flames, leaving only ashes. So this is no evidence... It will explode <laughs> if someone doesn't pay enough attention to it, a.k.a. what happens to all mail when you receive it. They are, even if you don't use it for that purpose, they're made to abuse people. Like, can you imagine being like, I think it happens in uh, the fourth book. Like, Hermione gets a bunch of, like, death threats and stuff via <gasps> howlers. Oh. They can set fires... And they, they do explode, even if it's not, like, particularly big, but they do set fires... And they have to be really cheap, or like a, a spell you can easily cast or something, because Molly Weasley can afford one. And yeah. this is right after she bought a ton of books for all of her kids. Yeah. Well, other than Ginny. Well, yeah, but still, like you, you, you don't buy, you know, four pairs, Six sets four, of, yeah, that's yeah, a lot of books. sets of. Yeah, and then be like, okay, I'm gonna spend extravagant money to yell at my kid. Just yell, <laughs> yeah, just yell at him. Like, Harry no, really didn't need point. to, like, we were talking about Goblet of Fire being an unnecessary plot. Voldemort could have just sent, like, a block of howlers with, like, a stick <laughs> of dynamite inside of them to Harry, <laughs> and he would have died. Just yeah, right we there. talked, we talked about, um, we, we talked with uh, Rick and Julia about, like, grenades and, and, uh, the mysterious ticking noise. Like, literally is him yeah. just using a, a bomb to blow the kids up and being done with it. But the thing with howlers is they're not 
they don't like seem like they're super dangerous, but they are. We know they're a thing that can get into Hogwarts, so just put some gunpowder in your howler. Like yeah. it doesn't even have to oh be particularly gosh. fancy technology. Howlers are made like explicitly designed for abuse and for danger and to annoy a person. Like whoever invented howlers was a terrible human being. <laughs> and in in the in real like in Harry Potter world, instead of like the anthrax scares, there would have been howler scares. Howler and scares it been much worse. Put it like yeah, ex- like anthrax. Put a put a a deadly agent in there and suddenly you can kill everybody with a howler send it to a muggle they don't know what to do it's terrible howlers are a terrible idea and it's uh and that's we haven't even gotten into this howler which is is buck wild oh my god yes she's just so furious that it's just going nuts okay. i know i we, love the expression on ron's face we know it doesn't need a mouth to talk because at first it talks without the mouth. Yes. But then it makes the mouth, which is weird. But we also can see that she definitely did write down the words she's saying. Yeah. So yes. for yes. Howler, do you... Okay, first of all, are, do you buy a Howler at the post office? Do you... In, or do you enchant them yourself? I... I don't, that's a good, I would suppose that she could enchant this herself. I don't think there's a wizard post office because they use owls. There, There is a, I think there's an owl post office. I'm sure there's an owl. Offhandly. I don't think they ever go into it though. But like, there's at least like an owlery at like Hogwarts. But okay, so when you cast the spell or whatever, do you write into it while speaking? Maybe I, I love maybe the idea of Molly standing there yelling while like calmly writing. It. Like, <laughs> maybe it's more like like it dictates, like Rita Skeeter's yeah, like quick quotes Quill, right? Like mm-hmm. she's dictating and it's writing. It so it. so she's like delivering this like outburst that that Ron is going to get, and it is like r- duplicating the text itself. Why even have the text though? I don't know. Like I I, I don't think know. in the. I don't know even, if in the books they mention there the being text. Out. Yeah. Like, why Why does it need to be there at all? I know, because it's not... He's never going to read it. Yeah, it, it explodes or rips itself up in this. <laughs> yeah! I love the way it rips itself up. I think that's super interesting. <laughs> like, eats itself. It's weird. Yeah, as opposed to exploding... <laughs> yep. ...in the middle of a school. It's terrible. It's terrible. What if, like, if, if, like, three kids get howlers at once in the morning mail... Then none of them is gonna hear it. It's a cacophony of just yells and screams. It's such a bad idea. <laughs> okay, so so Molly is. Let's say it's something. It's a spell you can cast. Is so that she doesn't have to spend money on it. She's at home and recording this. Halfway, like partway through recording, is yelling at Ron. The howler like <laughs> looks over at Ginny and says like a nice thing to her. So did Molly think okay? At this point, the howler will turn toward wherever Ginny is <laughs> and and tell her this. Or did she say like, "Oh, it'll turn to the right"? Or is the howler like somehow like you guys always ask? Is it sentient, is it sentient? Is it sentient? enough to be like, "Okay, I will turn toward G- Ginny Weasley. She looks like this. I will find her." And even what so, if, like this, what is if Ginny so... wasn't in the Great Hall? What if Ginny 
I mean, Ginny was definitely. We already know that Ginny was sorted into, into Gryffindor because that's what the letter like comp- yeah. compliments are on. So what if she's what if she's off at, at you know sick or something? What yeah, if she's not having breakfast. <laughs> it just it just turns and speaks to dead empty air. Yeah, that'd be weird. And we know like and Molly does this also stream of consciously. So I love this her casting a spell, presumably with you know concentrating with her wand on the hand on this uh, on this letter and. Yelling and then being like, "Oh, but Ginny might be there." Okay, but, okay. <laughs> so let me say something nice to her. Forty-five degrees to the right, mm-hmm. and talk to Ginny, and then oh, and then gets angry again, so she can blow like a raspberry. I love note. that the letter blows a raspberry. Is so that like the Molly I love that Molly Weasley blew a letter. What is it spelled like? Did Molly go? <laughs> or did she I hope so. I hope so. I feel like that's really immature for a mother to do to a child. Like, oh, I'm so mad at you. Howlers are immature. <sighs> Howlers are, like, emotional abuse in a letter. It is already immature. Oh, it's so silly. It's just, so silly. It's so weird. Howlers are the most ridiculous thing that any, like, world has ever introduced. It's so crazy. I love... I love the actual text of the letter, too. Like... Mm-hmm. It's, she starts, of course, with it, the full name, Ronald, Ronald Weasley. Weasley. How I, dare I would have been more impressed car. if it was like literally like a middle name, like a whole name. Ronald Billius Weasley. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you steal that you car? Are really in trouble. She says, "She, I am absolutely disgusted." Disgusted is an interesting word, right? Disgusted by his actions, I guess. But disgust, like. I think disgust feels like such a different emotion. I would think no, I totally be, like, livid. Yeah, furious. No, I can understand disgusted. No, okay. I totally understand. Like I, I have been so angry at someone that I'm disgusted at. What, gotcha. At their at at what they've done. Gotcha. You know, like I don't know. You have to be a really high level of angry. Your father's facing an inquiry at work, and it's entirely your fault. I also like the really like pointed, entirely your fault. Which like it it's is. such a good pointy like. Mm, mm. But. It's not entirely his fault. I know. I know. But it is. He, he, not everyone has a magical flying <laughs> car. Yeah, Arthur shouldn't even have this to begin no. with. Okay, this is, but this is the other big reason I wanted this minute. This is the, the most important thing that everyone overlooks in Harry Potter. Okay. Like, it's not super important, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, but Arthur is, and I, I love the Weasleys, but the important thing about the Weasleys in these books is that they are all, like, they're all flawed. They all have, like, certain, like, mortal sins to them. They're all your problematic faves and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, it's obvious with, like, Percy is really, like, Percy and the twins. They're both kind of, like, you know, they're they're Slytherin-y. They're mm-hmm. very ambitious and a little bit underhanded about it. Ron will make jokes about, like, oh, she's such a girl about it. Or be, like casually be like, oh yeah, I'm a wizard, everyone knows that, you know. Yeah. Molly obviously has the same thing, and, and Ginny also has, like, that temper. Mm-hmm. But Arthur, especially since Arthur, like, Arthur is the only one who's, like, or not the only one, but, you know, as opposed to Molly, he's a naturally born Weasley. He is a corrupt official in every single possible way. And I love Arthur, he's a great character, but it's so interesting because... This the Ministry of Magic has a Muggle artifacts office, and it feels like it was tailor made by Arthur. Yeah, like, he wrote all the laws. Mm-hmm. He pulls favors for his friends. He 
literally, like, he will write a law specifically so that he can do a thing that he wants to do that should be illegal and that is his job to prevent. Yeah, he, Arthur, he, he you wrote the loop. That, that yeah, loophole yeah, was there when was, you wrote it. Yep, because yeah. you wrote it. He's, yeah. it it's like, um, I did a, a big Twitter rant about this a while ago, and it, it's like he's, it's a thing that you see in a lot of uh, of, of media that's like, talking about like race and and you know discrimination and stuff gotcha is that they hired the guy who's interested in the thing rather than the guy who it applies to like they obviously should have hired a muggle born to be in charge of like muggle stuff right yeah but instead they hired the guy who's like oh i kind of i took a muggle studies class in in in, hogwarts once it's also what it, it, a rubber duck is. Yeah. And a rubber duck is just a toy. <laughs> Wizards have toys. It also blows <laughs> my mind that, like, Do they we, we, we have muggle-born students at Hogwarts, and yet the muggle studies class is still kind of wrong? Well, that's the thing yeah. about a, a society that's racist. And you'll see that, you see that in every, like, society that has a problem with a certain group, is that you'll still have, you know, uh... You'll you'll have like a professor on you know this or that or like you'll have a guy who's like in head a head of a civil rights branch or a diversity branch who is like you know I don't know like a straight white male or a wizard a pure blood wizard yeah even though they are not like they are not the most qualified of... and that that like besides even that you know with the fact that Arthur is he he's well meaning but he is like corrupt. And he is not the most qualified person. And we know that there are tons of half-bloods and muggleborns who know all of this stuff. So Arthur got his job. Like, it, it is a point in the books that Arthur is better at his... Like, he should get paid more, but he doesn't because he likes, like, this weird position. Yeah. But Arthur shouldn't have his... If the world was equal, Arthur wouldn't have his job because a muggleborn would have that job. Yeah. Like... It's the it's a it's a great commentary on how like the Weasleys, even though they're like the super poor family, who you know who's like the laughingstock and who's like blood mm-hmm. traders and all that, that they are still benefiting from this. I guess you would call like wizarding privilege. That that's fascinating. I have Arthur, never thought about Arthur it like is this in the ethnic in group, and he is com- completely unqualified. Uh, but that still puts him above others. It's like people who, you know, they'll get a promotion just because, oh, you're our kind of people or whatever. Yeah. Arthur is that guy. And there's nothing wrong with Arthur as a human being with this. Arthur is a a, a noble, brave, strong man who's, like, he, he's he's incredible. He's a great guy. But this is what happens in any administration that has a, like, a, a, a bigotry problem. Even when it's not, like, actively trying, you know, it's, like, the same that you would see, like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about, um, there's a great, uh, I don't know if you guys watch Parks and Rec at all. There's an amazing gag where uh, they have, like, a commission for women, and they ask all the departments to send one person, and all the people that they send are men. And they're like, oh, we should have predicted this. That's what happens when you're like, oh, we're, we're favoring this. That Arthur is the guy who gets the job because of his privilege, even when the job is directly related to a completely, you know, to, to someone else. You know, it's a it's a guy in charge of a feminist organization. Yeah. Or like a or like a, a white dude in charge of like civil rights outreach. 
You know, it's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, cool that he's into this, and maybe he should work for the department, but why should he be the head of it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I'm actually really interested. I want... God, like, you've given me a lot to think about because... It's especially important in this movie because so much of this movie is talking about, like, prejudice and stuff, and somehow we... I mean, a lot of... We lose a lot of... That's, like, earlier uh, I was saying, like, we lose a lot of Ron in this movie. And that's another... Like, that's a sad thing that you can't get into because the movies are, you know, they're not going to be as long as the books or as, you know, detailed. But Ron is casually very, like, wizard racist a lot of the time. He'll be like, oh, doesn't everyone know that? Or like, what? oh, like surprise at something. Or like, um, you see we, this with like Slughorn. He's like, oh, your mom was a Muggleborn, but she was still really great. It's that casual. Yeah. That like people who are good are still. It's it's a problem. I mean, I don't want to get too current eventsy, but it's a problem that we now see. Um, like everyone now knows that racism is bad because. Now when someone is accused of doing a racist thing or having a racist thought or whatever, they say, oh, well, racism is bad and I'm not bad. But yeah. it's an incredibly important point that you don't have to be a capital R racist or a capital B, capital P bad person to be to, to do bad things and yeah. to be complicit in a bad system. Like, it, it, it gets too wrapped up in the whole identity politics of it all. Just because Ron is a good guy doesn't mean that he doesn't have some personal problems. I We it, talked at the beginning of the week a bit about, um, because we got to see the little bit of the, the quick spell letter that that Filch gets, we talked a mm-hmm. little bit about in the book, um, Ron's like really rude about squibs, despite oh, yeah. the fact, like making yeah. fun of them, belittling them when he was just standing up for Hermione for being a mudblood, which is, like, the equivalent on that other side of the fence. Like, you come from a non-magic family and you have magic. They come from a magic family and don't, but somehow they're lesser because they don't. I mean, it, it's really interesting when you see, like, bigotry overlap. Like, you see, uh, like, feminists who exclude, like, black women. Or you see, like, uh, like uh, it's a real big problem in a, a lot of, like, gay communities where they'll be like, oh, I only like white masculine gay men. Yeah. Like, it's... It's a whole thing of like, oh, just because we broke past this barrier doesn't mean we broke past this other barrier. It's it's really, I mean, in this movie, I think the series demonstrates it best with Snape, who is a uh, is a bad person but fights for the right side because of a personal reason. Yeah, like like Snape. Um, at least, I mean, I, he probably isn't anymore, but he was a racist, like, a jerk, and, uh, you know, and, and entitled, and all this kind of stuff, who then, you know, through his motivations, like, started fighting for the right side, and, and kind of going through some character growth, but, like, it's important to see morality in this really multifaceted way, where, you know, Snape can be a good guy, despite the fact that, in every other way, if it weren't for Lily, he would be a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting because he definitely, like, we have that moment. Like, it's a very... Snape and Lily share the the Draco-Hermione moment that we're going to get later in this movie. Mm-hmm. We we definitely see that he... He can be abrasive in that way. I don't know. It's, uh... 
it's really fascinating to me that these movies, like, again, like, I keep coming back to the fact that, like, it's really interesting that these kids' books and kids' movies deal with these real-world adult themes in such a beautiful yet, I mean, it's, it's not always mm-hmm. subtle, but, like, really interesting ways. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I don't know, I just, it, when when you think about just any, like, minor thing, like, the fact that, just the fact that Arthur has this job, even if he deserves a better job, or even if, like, someone else deserves it, like, it's all, it all ties back to, you know, society is incredibly complex, but it all ties back to a bunch of, like, key issues. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even in a world of magic that seemed so whimsical and whatever on the surface last year when we went to Diagon Alley and stuff, like, has Mm. these same... These same problems that the Muggle world does. These problems with prejudice and bigotry and I mean, I was, a, a lot of it is kind of even worse. I mean, for all that, like, because we're seeing the magical world from the outside. Yeah. It is, it is a crappy place. Like, they are still stuck in a lot of, like, old, old ways. Like, and there's a lot of corruption. And, like, obviously we have that <laughs> in real life, too. <laughs> But, like, the the Wizarding World hasn't really, like, updated its aesthetic in, what, 400 years? Do you think that's... I, I keep coming back to this. I Like, I don't know if it's... I think it's definitely a result of this. Well, it's this, um... It's this... Yeah, this the Statute of Secrecy in the 1600s, like, seems to be when they stopped modernizing. Well, that's... I mean, getting back to... that's That's why... That's what happens to any society that cuts itself off. That's why, um, like, that's one of the reasons, like, the practical, non-moral reasons to be against, like, bigotry, um, is, like, if you're, like, a society that doesn't value its, you know, black members or its Latino members, then you're not going to get any contributions from them. Yeah. And wizarding society and muggle society kind of mutually agreed not to be involved with each other. And think how much could happen if they were still, like, if they weren't secret. Yeah. If, they, if, if wizards could have, like, computers, or, you know, if wizards had cars like Arthur does, or trains like the Hogwarts Express, like, some of the greatest things in the wizarding world are just stolen straight up from muggle stuff, and I'm sure if you get a bunch of muggle scientists in with some magic, suddenly we have a bunch of really great stuff, and they just give the kind of offhand excuse of oh like muggles would want magical solutions so good yeah yeah and it's also we can use their solutions it's weird because there's there's so much other like complicated like history that we don't really know the truth of like i think in passing in fantastic beasts they mentioned like before the statute of secrecy when muggles were hunting us down like like the wizards are the ones being persecuted but they definitely have like in my opinion all the power the wizards do? I Well, I don't know. There's, like, a weird dichotomy here, right? Because, like, on the one hand, then you can push too far and you can say, like, there are those people that have that pure blood mentality of, like, let's quash the muggles where they belong. But, like, in history, well, I, it I, seems I, like the wizards were, were persecuted for having magic, which, like, comes I from think actual muggles. I think the wizards still do have something to worry about because, I, honestly, if the wizard, if there was some great war between all the wizards and all the muggles, despite, like... Besides the fact that there are more of us, yeah, like 
I'm pretty sure if like I mean I'm I'm a pacifist, but I'm pretty sure if like you send a soldier with a gun versus oh, a wizard sure. with a wand, the soldier's gonna win. Well, it's interesting because now the, I mean that's again that's a result of like it's been they've been separated for four hundred years. Like, yeah, I guess back if then, that then stat- they might not if, have, if the statute yeah. of secrecy hadn't happened, I think it'd be really interesting to see like what the world would be like today. Oh yeah. Because they'd be integrated completely. Yeah. You could have magic guns or, like, you know, planes. Yeah. Or spaceships. I I mean... We were talking about this season one, like, muggle hospitals. Like, could you cure, like, a cancer or something with magic? Or, like... Or could you cure dragon pox with medical science? Yeah. I think that... I think that, yeah, there's definitely a limitation of, like, not having an integration here. That that is stunting the growth of, I guess, both of the societies. We don't really see the effect of that in the Muggle side in this in this universe, but yeah, absolutely. Well, it's weird because you see, like, everything is presented as if, oh, like they can regrow a bone overnight and all this like magical stuff. But on the other hand, they don't use telephones. Yeah, they have an owl send a letter bomb from your mom to you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, there are some really obvious things that are like, oh wizards catch up yep i agree and and just like they could share with us you know their magical you know bone healing cures we could share our stuff with them teach them how to use a phone (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man also lockhart has a dragonite (laughs) he has a dragonite (laughs) skeleton yeah this uh this skeleton is super interesting and we only get to see it the very like for a second at the tail end we get a better we get a better shot of it next week during all the That's pandemonium. That's a straight up Pokemon in Lockhart's house, but yeah, Lockhart's uh, <laughs> study. I also noticed today for the first time because, like, big center screen when we cut to Lockhart's classroom is, of course, that painting of him painting a painting of himself. Um, <laughs> but there's also like thirteen or fourteen other photographs, like, oh, just around the outside of the room, just like on easels. These like black and white photos that I'm sure every single one of them of is him. Lockhart. Yep. Yeah. In the book, they make a point that they're all Lockhart. Sometimes, yep. like, when Harry goes in to, like, answer fan letters, like, some of them have, like, their hairs in curlers and stuff. It's, like, so ridiculous. Which, be a little more subtle about yourself, dude. Like, it... it I don't understand why everyone isn't immediately like, oh, Lockhart's obviously a fake. <laughs> He's such a narcissist. Like, yeah, and even if he didn't have that, like... I would love to see a take on Lockhart that's like, yeah, a guy who can't actually do, like, a squib, essentially, who still pretends to be this hero without it being like, oh, get it? He's silly. Like, I want to know how that would work. Just think, because, yes, because the only magic that he seems to be good at is memory charms. Like, we don't ever see him... I don't think in this entire movie or the entire book do we ever see Lockhart cast a successful spell period. Yeah, he's essentially a he he knows one spell. I am so interested in like Lockhart versus Filch now. Like just the interpret like just like the 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 comparisons between the two of them. Like one of them we know doesn't have magic in like once two like he 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 has these correspondence like he would like to. Mm-hmm. And I think it takes out all the kids that he can't. But like Lockhart still was able to manage. He like cheated for his position. And well, yeah, it's interesting. Like Lockhart, like wasn't he? Was he a Ravenclaw? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would love to see. Like that's the interesting thing is if we didn't besides this like weird 
like obvious kids book character flaw like someone who uses their cleverness to get in good with a society that they have no idea about yeah it's a super interesting story yeah absolutely and and like not only like integrate it but become like wildly successful within it mm-hmm. he's the most successful wizard that we ever meet yeah and yeah. like and i i mean that like with no like not other than albus because like Whatever, Albus Dumbledore is like a principal and a political figure. That's nowhere near yeah. as like important to most people as like their favorite celebrity. Yeah. This is the only wizard celebrity that we actually meet. Like other than I guess Harry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh like, man. I really want a smart I want to see a smart uh smart Gilderoy. Like a Gilderoy who doesn't immediately like show himself in a kids book fashion. Yeah, it to be, be this so kind incredibly of interesting. Uh-huh. What's also the just I uh, just thinking about like the little bit of interactions that we've had so far with him in the book is vastly different than how he treats hair. Like not dramatically so. He clearly sees like himself well he not he doesn't see himself in Harry, but that like Harry's a celebrity and he's a celebrity and there's like a camaraderie that he senses there. But in the book like Victoria, we've been talking about how like Every time that uh, that Draco overhears or like interprets <laughs> Harry's celebrity yeah. and takes it to be this like oh famous Harry Potter like Gildory Lockhart has the same interactions but he's more of a like oh Harry like I see what you're doing you you want all the celebrity just like me like I gave you a taste and now you well here's what Harry should do but what he doesn't do because he was a, a an abused child is that he should be uh seeing himself in Lockhart. He should be asking Lockhart, like, yeah, I am famous, but I don't really want to be because I'm twelve. Can you help me? Cause obviously you know how to handle yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And instead, but instead, Lockhart kind of comes up and is more of a like, oh, like I see that you wanted to be on the front page and oh, like already and like signing fan photographs. Like like Yeah. <laughs> like you're you're like yeah. You're, you're doing racing. too much too fast, but yeah. You go. Yeah, you're like, he's like, embrace that thing. Yeah. If you're Harry, you should be saying, yes, I am doing too much too fast. Will you teach me how to not be a fame hog? So that I can not be (laughs) famous. I hate being famous. So that these other students don't like, think that I'm like like a a savior to like wizarding kind. And and so I'm not like treated like a freaking anomaly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is incredibly interesting. Oh, people just need to collaborate, man. Yeah. Yeah. Muggles and wizards, Harry Potter and Gilroy Lockhart. <laughs> I think that's the, the lesson of this, the mm-hmm. end of this minute. Collaboration. Yeah. Collaboration is key. Yes. Also, don't send your kids letter bombs. No, please no. don't. Letter bombs Nobody like, wants a letter bomb. It's, it, it's, it's really evident with like Harry and, and the, the Dursleys, how there's like, like that is straight up child yeah. abuse. Um, but like Molly's obviously not like abusive to her kids. Yeah. But like, it's it would be really easy to see if you got a howler every day. That's yes, your life ruined. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, and and they don't even deal with this in the book or in the movie necessarily. But like in the book in later chapters, like Draco is still bringing up like lines from his howler. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like making fun of his mom. Yeah, yeah, it's messed up. Don't mess with someone's mom. No. No. 
Um, this this book slash movie is like the Nadir of Draco. It's like when he's the most douchey. Yes, because <laughs> oh, he's way better in the later books. Yeah, he. Ev- like, well, I think just like all the most of the characters, like he gets to evolve, which is really cool. In this one, he literally just like threatens people in the middle of the hallway. Yeah, he, and yeah. they're cool with he's it. He's literally even lose like points. the little school bully, which is hilarious. <laughs> Snape. You see a kid yelling a racial slur and threatening to kill people mm-hmm. in the middle of the hallway. Take some points, dude. Yeah, man. Just because he's in your house doesn't mean he's allowed to do this. Yeah. It's crazy. Ugh. It's crazy. He doesn't want to take away points because he knows Dumbledore will just, like, <laughs> will just... And to Draco the, yeah. for speaking yeah, exactly. his mind, you get the free speech points. Right, exactly. Like, what's what's the point of Snape doing anything when it comes to points when he knows Dumbledore I mean, is going to do what he wants anyway? Let's be real. What are the points of the points anyway? There's the no point The only thing it does is exactly. change no the colors the at the feast. Yeah. I feel Who like cares? they don't even they don't even come into the house. Cup doesn't even come into play in any other movie but the first one. Like, it's just not an yeah. issue. It's like who's letting it anyway? There, points don't like, matter. Oh, it's just kind of adding insult to injury for the for the Slytherins. Yeah, absolutely. It's just kind of there. No, it's crazy. You don't... Points are worth. Points are dumb. This is who's lines it anyway. The right points. Here. The points yep, don't matter. The points don't matter. <laughs> okay. I think I've exhausted my notes. Yeah, this is th- this was a very big one, but I. Me too. Thank you so much for joining us for a couple minutes this week, John. Oh, it was very fun. Would you like to, uh, one more time, let everyone know where they can find you on the internet? I'm on Toy Story Minute. It's a podcast. If you listen to this podcast, which you do because you're listening to me right now, (laughs) you can find it. We're also on Dueling Genre. We have a Twitter, at Toy Story Minute. And from there, you can stock and find everything about me, I'm sure. I do lots of little random stuff on the internet. Um, But yeah. yeah, we talk about Toy Story and it's very exciting. Yes, go listen to them talk about Toy Story because it is very exciting. And uh, come back next week as we talk about minutes 41 through 45, which is uh, most of this classroom sequence with Gilderoy Lockhart. Um, I don't remember where we end the week. That'll be a surprise for all of us, I guess. And uh, if you enjoyed listening to Victoria and I, you can go over to patreon.com slash hpminute where we are doing the quibbler, talking about each of the chapters of the book last weekend we talked about the Whomping Willow. I'm not sure if we're going to talk about Gildrey Lockhart's class this week. I don't know how far. The chapters, the deeper we get into this book, the more complex the ch- matching chapters to weeks is going to be. Yeah. But, uh. A little bit. We'll figure that out. So join us over there for, uh, for the Quibbler and some other stuff and come back. Yeah, come back next week. All right. All right. Thank you for having me on, guys. Thanks for being here. Mischief, Mischief Managed. Mischief Managed. Yeah. It makes me happy.